Hi, I'm Renee Rochelle, the founder and president of One True Match. I'm here to help you find and cultivate the love of your life. For over a decade, I've dedicated my life to the importance, purpose, and dynamic of human relationships. My team and I are disciplined by faith, love, and integrity to help our clients find the quality relationship they've always dreamt of. Each week, I will be sharing the tools and tips I've learned that have rooted my success as a matchmaker with other leaders around the world. Hello, loves. Welcome back. We are going to talk about one of my favorite lines, favorite lines of all time. And if you haven't heard Renee say this word before, this this word or sentence before, you don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, and you haven't listened to enough of our podcasts in the last year and a half that we've been doing this. That's very true. So the topic we're going to talk about today, because I feel like everybody constantly says, Renee, you have to talk about this, you have to talk about this, is couch talk. It is one of my golden five rules that I teach throughout my course and just train people in general. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about it, our team does it. We do it in our own family lives. It's something that is for dating, engaged, and married couples. I mean, it's primarily focused for like the dating and engage to just get the, your wheels um, turning on a methodology that works. But this has also worked for a married couple. So couch talk is what we're going to talk about today. And we have so many of our couples that now put this into practice, even literally after month two or three of being together. Because if you haven't heard us speaking on a lot of these areas, we stay with our couples. We are all about building a community and a village of healthy relationships. And it all begins with mastering couch talk. Yeah. And as I mean, it's pretty much what the word says it is couch talk <laughs> you sit on the couch or wherever it may be maybe if the couch is not a good place for you i don't know but sit at a somewhere that's comfy cozy not business transaction like mm-hmm. don't sit at your dinner d- yeah. dining your dinner table your dining room table because then that's coming that's that's not the environment of what couch talk is couch talk is somewhere that's safe that's gonna stay too secure distraction free it's literally that time when you think about it when you first meet somebody and you're starting to date all you want to do is snuggle up on the couch and talk and look into each other's eyes and have these endless conversations of your love for one another in life and you talk about everything you plan trips you do all these amazing conversations on the couch with somebody you love. I think that even like when you go to a coffee house or you go to like, I mean, all these lounges now or restaurants or whatever, you know, you can either sit on a chair or there's a couch. And the couch is always more of that like, oh, let's snuggle up together, honey, or let's be close. Or you can just be more engaging with even like, you know, a friend on a couch opposed to like a table setting, right? And it's like when you're sat in a chair, we're all sat, I mean, we're sat in chairs right now. It's very like, oh, very, you know, I know we should have, um, that when you're on the couch, you feel much more relaxed. There's much more room for everyone to say what they feel, you know? And yeah, it's more of that cozy, exciting, but also if it is a serious conversation that it's more of a comfortable environment. Absolutely. So part of Couch Talk, which was designed as obviously a practice of something to do, is all about hearing your mate. And not only hearing your mate, but also not thinking through what you want to say before your mate finishes. So we all have that quick tendency to be like, whatever they're saying, you have, I mean, I 
know personally that I, there's always like a squirrel running around and I'm quick to be like, oh, wait. And then you interject and then something else comes up. But I've had to learn over the years, which created Couch Talk, is yeah. to slow down, to listen, to be present, distraction free, which also means no pets, no dogs, no phones, no, no alarm kids. clocks, nothing no, no, no. that's going to distract or disturb you. No television. From this one-on-one, looking into each other's eyes and literally holding hands and just having that plug-in, I say, of communication and connection. And it literally goes back to the very formative years when you first started dating. So we encourage our couples that have been married now for well over 10, 15 years or more, and even couples that we work with that have been married for 20 or 35. My parents are prime examples of doing couch talk after 55 years of even being married. And it's so important that you kind of go through, we have a course on for the dating engaged and married couples on couch talk is talking about things in this order or however you want to do it, but are off the day-to-day routine where you literally plug into one another and say, how are you feeling? Like, how are you doing emotionally? What can I do better in this relationship to satisfy? I say this for men to say to women all the time, what can I do better to improve like your expectations that you have in this relationship or even this month? Because mm-hmm. I encourage people to do couch talk at least monthly. At least. I mean, every two weeks is honestly right. to really make your relationship thrive. strong. Right. And I mean, I know I'm always like, you know, do a date night at least once a week. Like, and that means really, truly do a date night. Yeah. I love the rule. Um, two, two, two. Every two weeks you go on a date night. Mm-hmm. Every two months you go on a weekend away mm-hmm. and every two years you at least go on a two week vacation together. I love that. And it's simple and it isn't, it's like a two weeks vacation every two years is not impossible mm-hmm. and make it a thing. And this is just you two, no kids, no yes. nothing. Yes. So, and if you do have children, maybe two weeks is a stretch. Maybe it's a 10 days a week, but I love that rule of the two, two, two. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. And the things that you want to talk about that a lot of times people are like, okay, well, what do we say after so many times of doing this? Like it's like, you never want something to become so routine that it's not fresh and spicy and fun. And so some of the topics we talk about when we talk about mastering the gift of couch talk is talking about trust, talking about love, talking about truths, which are things that maybe sometimes we mask and we hide behind Mm -hmm. talking about giving and respecting. Yeah. And if you go off on those, like, you know, topics in general and take, maybe take one at a couch talk, you're like, okay, let's talk about trust. You know, are we both at a place where, you know, we're forever doing things to build trust in our relationship? Yeah. And when it comes to couch talk, it doesn't mean that there's things going wrong. Just like Renee mentioned trust. It doesn't mean that none of you don't trust each other. It means like, okay, so you're not going to both sit there, say me and Renee, you're on the couch here and be like, oh, I trust you. She says, yeah, I say, you trust me? Yeah. No, it it's not go deeper, deeper where it's and- like, you know, maybe you have something coming up big in, in your family or there's something in a career and you're shifting careers or you're like shifting. Maybe you're thinking about relo- well, all these things and you're like, I want to know that behind everything, I can trust you and you trust me to make the decisions that I make when it comes to 
don't know, this family trip or this move in a career or, you know, when it comes to in-laws, in-laws is a big topic we talk about too. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to also, you know, when people will talk about dating and they'll talk about what do we talk about and what do we say? And if we don't master these key words in couch talk, which is not meant to be, we need to talk conversation. It literally is meant to be cozy couch talk. Yeah. And and also say, for example, that you say something in that truth or trust category, that is maybe a little bit like, yes, we trust each other. It's great. But maybe you have something that's a little bit awkward to talk about or a little bit like, I don't want to offend them, but let's talk about it. That couch talk is meant that that talk is dedicated to that. You then don't go out in the kitchen a week later and say, remember when you said that thing at couch talk? Like, that couch talk is dedicated to that time. It's like yeah, a sanctuary between yes. the two of you. And I always tell everybody, if you master couch talk well, and you literally plug into each other's psychological like wavelength of emotions and feelings, and you talk about things like in the past, maybe I've had trust in this area. Maybe that's when that becomes a trigger or like mm-hmm. the point is once you break those barriers of conversation and actually have something that's deeper to talk about, it's amazing the things that will surface from that. I mean, we always tell everybody, try to block an hour, 45 minutes. Sometimes I'm even like, do 30 for a couch talk. But then people will walk away and be like, oh my gosh, we couch talk for like three hours. And then I always say, if you master it really well and you're in an exclusive relationship, happily married and with the right person, always leads to a very intimate relationship afterwards. Why? Because you have psychologically plugged into somebody like you did when you first met. Yeah, and I think that's the, everyone thinks of it like as, oh, we have to talk, couch talk has to be tense. It's not, it can be very positive too, but it's also about always uncovering something new. And sometimes we have people come and like Renee, when she teaches the course, which is obviously beneficial and digs a lot deeper into each topic. But when it does come to this is, even Google, um, like I always say, I mean, work with a matchmaker, work with Renee when it comes to her course. I'm not teaching the course, but Renee is. <laughs> um, but when it comes to that is even if you have to Google questions like around the trust, like even if you need a few props to get you into the swing of that couch talk, like if you need some, I, I mean, questions on like, in-laws like Renee just said like if you have to google those questions just to start them off that's okay like yeah part of and and part of trust is also dependability yeah you know so how many times sometimes is somebody late or like you know I I can see it all the time when we're talking to couples or people will comment about things it's like part of trust is that you're reliable dependable and your mate can count on you yeah And so like, if you're single listening to this right now, because couch talk is applied for single dating, engaged and married people, it works across the board because everybody has to master their gift of relationships. Is it so important that you share in a safe environment of something that maybe somebody isn't always the most reliable and it's not meant to come with defenses. It's meant to share in an open and honest environment where they say, I hear you and I'm sorry you feel that way, but I'm really glad you shared because I want to work on that because I love you. Yeah, and it's not meant to be about blaming each other. Right. Everyone gets into the conversation and says, you do this to me. You do that to me. You aren't washing the dishes enough. You aren't doing that. You aren't doing that. Couch talk is not dedicated like that. It's more, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Like always 
put it back on yourself and express how you're feeling instead of blaming that other person. Because when we blame other people, I mean, we often we know how that goes, right? right. It doesn't it doesn't go well. Right. And everyone, I mean, everyone turns defensive. But also, like in one of the categories of giving, um, one thing that's also like I think it's very important that everyone says a relationship should be 50-50. No, it should be 100-100. But sometimes it might be when the other person is maybe feeling low, when work's a lot for them. Maybe then it's 70-20, you know, like there's there's different roles in your life that someone is going to have to give more. When people have children, when people create a family, you know, with very often, I mean, just say like a mom I don't know, um, you know, the mom's just given birth. Then the hope is that the husband is going to give a little bit more that, you know, during that time of life. So I think that's also important is to, there is stages of life where someone's going to, might, might give a little bit more than the other person. And it's to be on the same page with that. Right. And there's a book that I love. It's called Covenant Marriage by Gary Chapman. And I, I remind people to kind of read that in the beginning when you're single, dating, engaged, or married. And the reality of it is, is once we, like, we're all about giving and we're all about doing and we're all about these actions often in the beginning. And then sometimes you get so comfortable and you get so much into routine, which then turns into the tip for tap. Yeah. Like you were talking about, I did this, so you do that. I take out the trash, you, and then, so then it just gets boring. Yeah. And so what I love about Gary Chapman, and he literally shares about how his marriage was starting to get there and it was getting really difficult, is to remember you always want a covenant relationship. And a covenant is not a contract. A covenant is something that you do something willingly mm-hmm. for somebody because you dearly love them. And yeah. that's another way of looking at how it's shocked to come at it in a safe, fun way, but also to remind yourself to like give to your mate. Because when you give, you also usually get a giving heart or soul back, you know? And I mean, respect, obviously, we know the word of what that means, but it's also respecting the conversation in the conflict resolution of actually being two adults, two mature people. I mean, we know in our world of dealing with people with emotions and feelings and expectations and letdowns and excitement and joy. I mean, you go from, yeah. They're like, they're having kids to like, you know, people that are like, they're still single and they're like, when is my time ever going to come? And, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, when you're in a relationship or you're in waiting, you have to remember to be patient. You have to remember your time will come. And it's so important that you respect your mate, just like you did when you were either single even when you're married for many, many years, but that you have that comfort level of like the respect for each other. And I think that's another part of couch talk is really designed to plug into each other's hearts because you respect each other. Yeah. And I, and yeah, like when it comes to respect, it's like, it could be the smallest thing that's maybe that person is lacking your respect. If you feel that you're, I mean, I talked, I, I think I've even talked about this to my own husband before. Like if you're not helping me with the dishes it doesn't only upset me but feels like you're lacking respect that while I'm doing the house you know and mm-hmm. it goes kind of that back and forth again where we automatically like respect isn't just anything it can be the smallest of things that make you feel like someone is 
you know, not respecting you in the right way. And I mean, it can be very awkward too, being like, oh, and it might be the smallest thing, like washing the dishes, what I just said. Like when you say out loud, you're like, uh, excuse me, you're going to lose respect over me because I didn't wash the dishes. But really when we get in long-term relationships or marriage, that that's truly what happens over time, that things change. And like Renee said, everyone gets comfortable. So respect isn't only the big things, it's also very small as well. And that's why it's important to sit down and have these catch talks to make sure those little things you bite in the butt basically yep. quick enough. And you practice early on so that you continue to enrich your relationship as you two grow together in a way that's healthy for your relationship. So I hope this is somewhat of an explanation of couch talk. And I challenge you to obviously dive more into your mate, into yourself to know how to communicate if you're single and patiently waiting for the right person, but also to practice it if you're single like with your friends, have couch talk conversations with your friends to get into rhythm of that. Yeah. And this is overall a great communication thing for everyone. So whether you do do this with friends or in a relationship, of course, you know, what we just focused on was marriages and relationships, but also do this with friends because it's only going to make your relationships thrive and work in the same direction. Right, exactly. So we hope you have found this beneficial and I challenge you to put on your calendar with either a friend, a mate, a significant other to put it on your calendar and just put couch talk. So it's something everybody looks forward to. They're kind of ready to plug into one another and you never have to have that we need to talk conversation so that it's light, fun, airy, and it's so rewarding when you're enriching your relationship journey. So We love you and we're going to leave you and we hope you have a blessed day and take all of this into account to be successful in your relationships. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. It's been another great talk on this episode of One True Talks by Renee Rochelle. I look forward to our next chat. Please write in your questions and comments so I can be sure to talk about whatever it is you want to discuss in our next upcoming episode. Lots of love. God bless. XOXO.